This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning, the following broadcast contains adult language, adult content, frank safety discussions, and stories that might sound unbelievable. But believe me, every one of those stories is true. We didn't start the safety war, but we are going to fight to win it. For our families, for our communities, for our workplaces, and for our lives. So, uh, something happened last week that went under my radar. I wanted to thank Jay Allen for reporting on this this morning, giving me a shout-out here. Uh, So, I'll just start out here with a small disclaimer. A warning, this podcast is on a current event and reported details may change as a result of litigation and as new information becomes available. All statements made here are based on publicly available government data. We make no guarantee or warranty or claims on this data. It is just the data we have available from the state of New Mexico. So everybody here could Google this document. It's a summary of the investigation on the Rust Productions LLC accident over in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I'm just going to read some parts of the report. Then I'm going to go and comment on things. On October 22nd, this is item number one, page one of the report. And it's all available publicly. On October 22nd, 2021, the Occupational Safety and Health Bureau, OHSV, a bureau within the New Mexico Environmental Department, initiated an inspection of Rust Reductions, LLC, Rust, at Bonanza Creek Ranch in Santa Fe County, New Mexico, in response to a workplace fatality that occurred at approximately 1.47 p.m. on October 21st, 2021. The New Mexico Film Office, which is part of the Economic Development Department, EDD, initially notified OHSB of the incident on the evening of October 21st, 2021. OHSB was notified of a firearm-related incident occurring that injured two employees, with one succumbing to their injuries. OHSB assigned the inspection to Compliance Officer Lorenzo Montoya. The descendant was, or the person who died, that's Jim saying that, was Helena Hutchins, Rust Cinematographer. The second injured was Joel Souza, Rust Director. Let's not forget, there are two people and two families at least that are involved here and our thoughts and prayers go out to them i know it sounds hackney but really this is very upsetting to anybody with a heart here how that we had two employees who died here going on i'm going to go over to page four item number 14. on october 14th Gabriel Pickle emailed Hannah Gutierrez-Reed addressing armor and key assistant props duties and stating, It has been brought to my attention that you are focusing far more on armor and not supporting props as needed. In the same email, Ms. Pickle informed Ms. Gutierrez-Reed that the production and AED team have seen, have seen twice that there was a shotgun left unattended after a scene. Ms. Pickle went on to state, Some type of check-in or check-out system put in place immediately. 
Ms. Gutierrez Reed responded by email the same day that the armor job was a very serious job. And since we've started, I've had a lot of days where my job should only be to focus on the guns and everyone's safety. Ms. Gutierrez Reed later in the same email stated, There are working guns on set every day, and those are ultimately going to be a priority because when they are not, that's when dangerous mistakes happen. Conclusions. Page 6. This is conclusions item number 20. As a result of the inspection, OHSB determined that Russ was responsible for a serious violation of the New Mexico Occupational Safety and Health Act. While no specific state or federal OSHA standards exist for firearms used in the film industry, it is clear both the employer and film industry recognize the hazard associated with the use of firearms on movie sets and the potential for serious injury to employees. Further, Russ demonstrated plain indifference to the safety of employees by ignoring recognized hazard inherent to the use of firearms and ammunition by failing to take appropriate corrective or investigative actions after two firearms related incidents in the parentheses misfires occurred on October 16, 2021 and after employees notified management that they did not feel safe with how weapons were being handled on set. Rust failed to follow company safety procedures, which likely would have prevented the accident from occurring. We're going to go on to item number 27. But before we do that, the conclusions outline all the industry standards that apply to this and company things, right? Company policies and procedures, written procedures. Item number 27. When the first assistant camera to resign, informing management that there was an ongoing lack of firearms safe practices, among other labor issues, and that misfires had occurred, Russ management took no further action to review or address worker safety concerns. When the armorer had used most of their contractually limited armorer days, they were issued a written instruction. This is the linchpin here. They were issued a written instruction to focus less on their arborer tasks and spend more time assisting the props department. When the armorer expressed a need to ensure actors be able to safely handle a firearm with a holster, they were told by the line producer that the armorer would be informed if that was necessary. When the armorer was scheduled to train the sun crew on firearm safety, she was told that the sun coordinator would handle that instead. That's a mouthful there. Item number 28 on the last page. When the employer, Russ Movie Productions, demonstrated plain indifference to the hazards associated with firearms by routinely failing to practice their own safety protocols, failing to enforce adherence to safety protocols, and failing to ensure that handling of deadly weapons was afforded the time and effort needed to keep the cast and crew safe. Additionally, the employer disregarded otherwise or otherwise did not follow up, ask questions, or try to understand what happened when employees notified management about the misfire incidents and not feeling safe on set. The safety coordinator was present on set and took no direct action to address safety concerns. Management was provided multiple opportunities to take corrective actions and chose not to. As a result of these failures, director Joel Souza and cinematographer Helena Hutchins were severely injured. Helena Hutchins succumbed to her injuries on October 21st, 2021.
Uh, rest in peace, Helena Hutchins. I wish I could say that the circumstances in this situation were completely new material for me, unfamiliar material with me, or anything like that. I've been doing this, as we all know, for many years. I have a lot of credentials and everything else. You can look them up. That's really not important. How many times do you think I've been told, don't focus on safety, or someone else said, no, what? Don't worry about the safety. Worry about production. How many times do you think I've heard that in my career? I don't know. 100, 150, 200? I don't know. I would have to really think about it. A lot of what our podcast is over the last 99 episodes has been about this type of stuff going on where production takes priority over safety. According to this report, that's what happened here, probably. Production over safety. However, the unique thing with this is that they have everything in writing, apparently, according to this report. In years gone by, none of this was given in writing. There wasn't anything in writing. They gave you something verbally. You put it in your nice little logbook, and you hoped and you prayed that nothing bad happened. That's not the way it is nowadays. You have things called smartphones. You might have heard of them. right? They record. You have email. You have text message. You have all this documentation and writing here. I would advise, and I always advise my people, and I've done it myself, since the advent of smartphones and email, if you're given direction that says, do not work safely, you better get it in writing. Recently, I had a situation where someone verbally told me, make sure that safety rule is enforced. And I knew that if I enforce that safety rule, and again, we have rules out there for reasons. And again, uh, Todd Conklin had a recent episode on pre-accident investigation that went over rules and the Fisher method of rules, meaning that the rules have to be known, they have to be relevant, and they have to be enforced. Right. So I had a situation where I knew that I would not receive any backup if I enforced that rule. So you know what I did? They gave it to me verbally. I sent them it in writing just to make sure we're going to be enforcing this rule. And you told me to enforce this rule, I'll enforce it. Because what happened was, in the past when I've enforced that rule, I got no backup. So this stuff was all in writing here. The need for having things in writing is critical. Because again, if something happens, what do the investigators have to go on? How do you protect yourself? How do you protect your coworkers? That's your job if you're a safety professional. You had two incidents here, near-miss incidents. Some would argue, okay, near-miss incident versus a real incident. No, things went off. That's an, Okay, whatever. Whatever it was, that had to be addressed. That had to be enforced. There had to be enforcement there. There had to be something there. Hey, this is what we did. Imagine if Russ was there. Yeah, we investigated this stuff, and guess what? We corrected it. All right, now they, they'd be a little, this might have came out a little bit differently. Let's say that they would have had safety meetings every day. So on highly hazardous uh, uh, work sites, environmental cleanups that I've done in the past, guess what? Every day there's a safety meeting. Every day we go over what we're going to do. Every day we do this. Why? 
because we have to assess hazards, so we have to communicate new information by regulation in the 1910-120 standard where we have to have an ongoing education and information sharing. doesn't read exactly like that, but that's basically it. Starting in the early 2000s, we had job hazard analysis or task hazard analysis or a HAS come out in the construction industry and in manufacturing where we had to have a meeting every day and we talked about what we're doing and how we're going to do it safely. All this stuff is documented. And if it's not documented, as far as anybody's concerned, it never happened. So it's important to document these things. It's important to have these meetings and to communicate. Had that happened, maybe this this might have happened been in a little bit of a different report here. I don't know. I'm going by what this is. I'm telling you how to prevent this stuff. So what's the moral of the story here? You got him. You have to go and investigate when there's an incident on site. I don't care what it is. First aid on up. Got to report it. Assuming that you're not going to freak out when someone reports something. Because that's another thing. I suspect. So according to this report, Things are reported, they didn't do anything. How about if things are reported uh, and on your job site, and I hear this all the time too, things get reported and management freaks out. Now you gotta, right? Now you're not gonna get people reporting things. So report things, investigate things, do follow up. All that stuff is important in here. Had any of those things happened, this might not have happened with this. Might have still happened. Human errors are made. We don't know. But at least you're on a little bit of a better ground. The other thing is this. Make sure you get everything in writing. Someone tells you not to work safe, get it in writing. Follow the written procedures that you have. If the written procedures don't apply, don't have written procedures I, uh, with it like that. Rewrite them. Review them. Rewrite them. Hey, how do we really do this? Why do we do this? Things along that matter along those lines. And if you have rules on a job, make sure that people know what the rules are, know uh, why the rules are there, and of course enforce them. I hope and pray we don't have to go through this on any other project, any of my listeners here, any fatalities. I've been involved in a number of them myself doing the investigation. Uh, it's not a pretty thing. It's not something you want to repeat. You don't want to be the victim, and you don't want a family to be the victim of this type of thing. You can't really do anything about the incident, but you could you know, learn and move on with that, with, with whatever you learn. And this was a battle in the safety war here. In this case, one person was killed, Helena Hutchins, and the other one injured. That's a loss here in that battle. And you don't want to lose too many of these battles in the safety war that we're all fighting here to make our workplaces safer and healthier. For safety wars, this is Jim Polzel. 
Are you tired of hiring safety The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Or you can email me at jim at safetywords.com. Remember, if you've heard this transmission, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces.